Welcome. Thanks so much for joining me today on Scaling with People. I have Brendan Kumasari here with me today, and he's the founder of Master Talk, and he coaches ambitious executives and entrepreneurs become top 1% communicators in their industry. He's popular for his YouTube channel called Master Talk, something you definitely want to follow, with the goal of providing free access to communication tools for everyone in the world. Well, welcome, Brendan. I'm so happy to have you on my podcast today. Hey, it's great to be here, Guinevere. Thanks for having me. So how did Master Talk come to life and how did you get into becoming a communication guru? Yeah, for sure. So for me, the story started in college. I went to business school to study accounting, funny enough, of all things. And I thought I was going to be a numbers guy. But I started competing in case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So while other guys my age are playing rugby or soccer or football, I wasn't one of those guys. I did professional sports for nerds think presentations competitively that's how i learned how to speak but then as i got older i started coaching all the other students going to be on how to communicate because i thought you know i should really help them get better at speaking so they could win competitions and i accidentally developed a gift in speaking and teaching other people on how to speak and that's what led to master talk the youtube channel because i thought huh no one's really creating this stuff for free online, and then the rest is history. Well, it's certainly not something that you get in your education at high school, even college, depending on your degree that you're going for, how to communicate, how to interact and engage with people, especially as a leader. What is the what is one of the things that you're seeing leaders struggling with the most right now? Yeah, for sure, Guinevere. I would say for me, from a communication perspective, the biggest challenge I see with leaders is consistency. You know, a lot of people don't take communication that seriously because one, it's really hard to measure the result and B, we don't really know what to practice. So we want to get better at speaking, but we don't really know what to work on and how to actually get better at this. And that's where the challenge really comes in. So for me, going back to this, how do we overcome that challenge? Well, the way that we do it is by implementing simple, easy exercises that allow us to speak more effectively. So I'll give you one as an example, the random word exercise. Take a random word like pen, like eyelid, like uh, chair, like home, and create random presentations out of thin air. Then do that for 60 seconds. And if you do that a few times a day, it'll help you think on your feet. And if you can make sense out of nonsense, you could make sense out of anything. <laughs> That's great. I appreciate that. I'm going to have to start trying that for sure. So a lot of the CEOs that I interact with being in the startup world, startup world notoriously is hard, right? They're trying to create something that doesn't exist. They have limited resources. They're pushing the limits. And then tack on top of that, what's been happening in the tech industry right, recently is the tech recession. So what are some of the things that you're seeing in regards to, maybe the better question is, how can CEOs, step up from their communication style to support their org through this crisis of the recession within the tech industry? Yeah, for sure. I would say the best way to step up in, in the tech industry with the recession, everything that's happened, is it's a reminder for all of us that we need to find ways to stand out. And of course, communication is one of those ways where real value gets tested. So what happened two years ago, because there's so much money being printed, you know, you can get a job anywhere. So it was a, it was a candidate's market. So all, all of the candidates could work wherever they want. 
and employers really needed to push and pull and convince people and give them free beer and snacks to really get them to, to join their company. Whereas now we're playing in a, in a different landscape, which is now we're in an employer's market where employers have a lot more power over which candidate to hire because there's a lot more talented candidates in the pool right now on which one to select, who to work with, and who to who to befriend. And because of that, it's a reminder for all of us that whether we're in a recession or in good times, skills is the one thing that the government or any other economic condition can't take away. So it's important for all of us to keep honing our skills, to keep working on our skills, so that whether it's good times or bad times, we're always thriving. I like that. A life learner mindset for sure. Yeah. So what's, uh, let me give you a scenario I'm, I'm working on right now, which is economy is bad for this client. They've got some really great things that they're bringing to the table, but their clients are suffering because of that. So their revenue might, is a little down, but overall the company's doing well. Yep. The employee engagement is down and there's a sense of, is it on the CEO and the executive team and they're not communicating in that scenario, what would be some examples of how you could come in and help support that team? Yeah, for sure, Guinevere. You know, for me, what the advice would be is really simple. It's going back to how can we consistently create engagement touch points with the culture without spending too much money? You know, for, a lot of people think employee engagement is ping pong tables, and that's not what it is, right? It's do people or employees who work at the company feel seen, valued, and heard? So that's why it's important for the founders or the senior leadership team to keep those touch points, those communication channels open. And that might mean going deeper into what the employees' goals are, what they care about, helping them celebrate momentum, doing more events in person because a lot of us are locked into our homes, and really creating ways to increase the touch points between the top levels of the company and the middle levels of the company so that that way, when we have more touch points, more communication, there's a lot less confusion because the problem we have as, as human beings, Wendabir, is if we don't over communicate, we start to invent stories. Let me give you an, a simple example in, in relationships. because I, I like that it sticks because it sticks really well in people's minds. In relationships, people say all the time, I need more alone time. I need more alone time. I really need more alone time. What does that actually mean? Does that mean, hey, I need 15 minutes in the morning to read? Or does that mean I need to be stuck in a cave for two weeks with a bear? Don't text me. Don't bother me. So if you don't communicate what that means, it could also be interpreted as, oh, this person doesn't love me. This person doesn't care about me. So if we're not constantly communicating with our staff and our members about saying, hey, you're doing a great job. You're doing really well. This is where the company is going. People will start to invent stories that are not true in their mind about what's happening with the company or their own career. Like if somebody doesn't tell them they did a great job in a month, they might be scared. Oh my God, is 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 somebody going to fire me from this job? Am I done? So they start to invent stories, and over communication fixes that. Yeah, and I'd add to that too. When you're dealing with an employee population, that not only you're dealing with that, but you're dealing with experience, right? You have people who just started the career with that with you. There could be people who are maybe looking at this could be my last job before I retire, uh, and everything in between. You have different levels. So, you know, not only the experience, but the levels of the roles and, and the responsibilities and even the stress and the pressure of those roles. And then for some companies and even U.S.-based, but for more global-based, you have culture, right? You have the different cultures that are 
influencing how people interact and engage and, and hear what you're saying. And it's so interesting to like, I, I'm a math girl, like actual math is my undergrad, not, not words. <laughs> so I've learned along my journey in the career, like how a word, like you just said, you know, I need my downtime. Well, what is that? My, my personal quiet time, what does that mean? And you're right. Like it could just mean, I just need to watch this TV show and you need to leave me alone. It could mean I need to take a weekend and just hibernate and read a book. Um, and whatever it is, having that, like, tell me more mindset, right? Like, I love that. I've learned that recently from uh, an individual that's in my life that she keeps saying, well, can you tell me more? And I, I and it's such a safe, non-threatening way of asking for more information from someone without there being any blame. If you've got, you know, you're just trying to figure out, well, why didn't you give me that score? It's tell me more, right? Like, why did you rate your manager so bad? Is your manager that horrible? Well, no, it's like, well, tell me more. What's going on with you and your manager? Like, that's a more, a safer approach to get the details from someone. Oh, yeah. I love that question. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> so in in your work with the executives, uh, what, what kind of um, activities or how do you interact and coach an executive through um, becoming a better speaker? As I say the word, um, I, I heard it. <laughs> You're all good, Not, I think that's my biggest pet peeve of the leaders is the unword, the feelers, right? Oh, gosh. For sure. So for me, communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time. One of them is learning how to pause, what getting rid of ums and ahs, storytelling, body language, and facial expressions. And the list gets pretty long really quickly and it gets confusing. So for me, the question has always been, wait a second, what are the three easiest balls to juggle? Because if we know how to juggle those, we can build momentum for everything else in our lives and in our careers. That's really how we move forward, how we get results. So for me, the question has been, okay, what are those three balls? So the first one is the random word exercise. Take any word, light bulb, home, towel, door, and create random presentations out of thin air. So if you can master that and take any random word, you can master anything in regards to communication and public speaking. That's really the first exercise. Do that a few times a day. And if you're a CEO of a business, when you do low stakes meetings with staff members, start the meeting with everybody does a random word exercise and then start the meeting, right? So that way everyone's getting practice and it's fun. It's non-threatening and people have fun with it. That's one. Number two is the question drill. We get asked questions all the time in our life, Guinevere. But a lot of us are not ready for the questions that life has in store for us. I'll give you an example for me. A few years ago when I started guesting on podcasts, I sucked. I remember some guy came up to me and said, hey, Brendan, where does the fear of communication come from? And I looked at him and I was like, I don't know, dude. Florida? New York City? <laughs> Tell me. No idea. So how did I fix this? Every single day for five minutes, Guinevere. I answered one question that I thought the world would ask me about my expertise, my products or my services, until I had an answer for everything. So if you do that for five minutes a day for a year, you'll have answered 365 questions about your industry. You'll be bulletproof. And then the last step is just send video messages to people you love. Oh, video message. Okay. Okay. I like that. Video message to people you love. Those are some great tips on how to improve your communication. 
So now you've brought it up, you've asked questions, and I feel like I probably haven't thrown any hardballs over your way. So what questions should I ask you? What's the hardest question you've asked yourself or been asked in some previous conversations? Yeah. Um, I mean, the hardest questions I've been asked probably aren't relevant for your show, right? It's usually like uh, <laughs> questions around romantic relationships. What's the pull between communication and that? And I always trouble answering that because I haven't been in many relationships in my life. <laughs> so those are challenging. That's th those are probably the hardest thing. But but speaking about relationships as a, as a constant, not romantic, but just in general, since a lot of startup CEOs are listening to this, I'll, I'll give you a thought around video messages that I haven't shared yet, which is one of my clients. Right, he has a startup. He's doing he's doing pretty well. It's like an interior design firm. He has around thirty employees across different titles. And what I had him do when he was in my coaching program is I forced him to send a video message to every single employee in the company. Every individual. Individual, personalized. Because it's, it's a small company. It's like there's yeah. 20,000 employees. Yeah. It's like 30. And he didn't want to do it. And I said, I'll fire you as a client if you don't do it in 24 hours. So he took out his phone and he was like, boom, boom, boom. And, he's just started... and it's just an appreciation note. From your CEO, hey, Guinevere, I love the work that you're doing. Hey, Brendan, thanks so much for showing up so lot. Where I love the project you delivered last week. Keep up. And some of his employees started crying. They were like, like tears of joy. They're like, oh my god, like the CEO knows who I am. And of course, he knows who the person is. It's like a thirty-person team. So, yeah. so those are the ways that we build engagement. You know, people think that it's ping pong tables and Russian roulettes and pizza parties. Like, no, it's you just, <laughs> yeah, just show people you care. Yeah. Well, I think too, it's, I, I think that you're right. Like the appreciation piece goes such a far way and especially from the top all the way down, if you're able to implement that, but, but a great thing that just kind of my mind, mind when you said that was maybe if you're a larger organization, maybe at least take the time to do that for each team. Right. And, and be specific about what's going on in that team and being appreciative of what they've accomplished and, and understanding the roadblocks and the hurdles and the opportunity that they're dealing with and hearing that, even if it was maybe co-led, right, by the CEO and the department head, how cool would that be, too, to receive that on a Monday morning? That would gear people up really quickly. I'm going to implement that somewhere. I have a client that would I think would really, I love that idea. That's great. For sure. Yeah. I do try to, I do the, I haven't done videos because I'm not a big a fan of seeing my face and hearing my voice, but I do have this cute little note thing that you can write a thank you note and um, it'll open it up to a saying. Like I can't even see the saying because it's like enclosed and it opens up for the person receiving it. But nowadays with the way that technology is, a video is just as meaningful. So that's such a great tip. Well, I, I appreciate that. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the CEOs and startup founders of the world? For sure, Gwen. And for, here's the most important one. The most important tip I'll share today, the best way to speak is to speak. Here's the problem I have with CEOs, founders in general, is they'll listen to the podcast and they'll text you even after the show and go, wow, Gwenda, you really brought on such an interesting guest. Yeah, Brendan taught the random word exercise. Wow, that's so cool. The question, wow, I never thought about that one question every day. I could probably do that in the context of my business and write out all the objections. Again, I'll increase my sales. Brilliant video messages to my team. Who would have thought? And you know what happens tomorrow morning? They don't do a dang thing. 
they don't implement any of the exercises we talked about today. So what's the most important tip? Are you booking 15 minutes in your calendar every single day to do these three exercises? There is not one person I have met so far in my life, unless I pushed them personally to do it, that has done this for 30 days consistently. So if you just do that, even if you mess up the random word exercise, even if you get all the questions wrong and your video messages sound terrible, even if you just do all three consistently, you'll be better than 99% of people who are listening to this podcast right now. So I encourage you to just do the thing and see the magic that unfolds. I love that. And especially for all of the uh, strength Gallup, strength finder uh, CEOs and founders out there that have achiever in their top five, they'll be the ones that will do it for, for sure. <laughs> hey, well, thank you so much for your time. And I hope everyone on the podcast enjoyed what we talked about today. Uh, details about Brendan and Master Talk are available uh, on the link below. So everyone have a wonderful day and thank you again for joining us.